Ashley, what's on your docket? So today on the docket is harassment in the workplace, specifically law firms. If you don't know, law firm life can be toxic. Oh, yes. It can be a toxic life. It can be a toxic environment. And I swear, a lot of the things, it probably, well, no, a lot, most of the things that you're going to hear in this episode are not positive. But I don't want that to deter you if you're someone who's looking to go to law school, looking to become a paralegal, looking to do something in the legal <laughs> field. Don't let this deter you because we honestly need more of you, especially ones of you that are colored. Yes. So please still. Please still consider That's it. Part of the biggest issue. That's part. <laughs> yeah, and we need more women, yeah. which is a huge problem in this story that we're going to be talking about. Yes. Um, we'll see how what avenues it goes down. Context: This conversation came about because uh, recently at my work, we had a sexual harassment slash harassment slash bullying um, seminar, mm-hmm. and so. I and Sophie is her, currently a paralegal at a law firm. Yeah, and it's. I'm at a better place, so that's why it's, like, yes. when we talk about, like, don't let it discourage you, because we found places where, where it's, like, so much yes. better. This story and any of our personal work horror stories are not at where we currently work. Yeah. <laughs> where I work, I enjoy, I love. Same. I've never felt this way at a workplace, well, granted, I haven't been working very long, I guess, <laughs> but I've never felt more comfortable. I've never felt more respected, mm. and this has nothing to do with them. So, yeah, if here. you ever see this, it was this just, is not about you. It was you. more of a. Um, I was. We had the seminar, which is yes. good. Yes. And this is the first time actually that I've ever been a part of a seminar about this. Actually. Yeah. So and we could have used this at the last law firm. Yeah, and that's why well, not the last I, one. I a couple brought it up ago. because I'm like I yep. actually when we were going over it, mm-hmm. they, per- they what they did was that they per- they gave us scenarios mm-hmm. of actually um, scenarios that are based on real life cases that mm-hmm. were. Uh, won by the person that filed them or whatever. And so um, they were like, is this sexual harassment? Is this bullying? Is this harassment? And like, what's appropriate versus what's not? And then also, some of them were like, it would depend. But like I said, it it brought back, um, I was like, oh my God, like I didn't realize that that was also not good. But I'm like, and then I started thinking of, wait, where have I experienced this before, (laughs) you know? Yeah, so, um, if you don't know, and you probably wouldn't know, I can't remember if we talked about this in our... I can't. I can't believe. I can't remember if we talked about this in our first episode, the pilot. But Sophia and I have worked together in the past. We have worked at two jobs together, um, two law firms back to back. At least for me, back. Well, no, for both of us, it was back Back to back. back, Yeah. Okay. So uh, the situation that we're going to be talking about relates to the second place we worked at together. Yeah. We're not going to be naming names. No, but. I'll say this, it was a big step up, and it was actually, um, when I think about, like, the things that I was really happy working with, like, the Mm -hmm. work that I was doing, Mm -hmm. it was definitely at this place. Yeah, which is crazy, which can kind of show you how toxic firm life can be, and how the bar is literally on the floor, because the fact that this place was so much better to us and that we really enjoyed working there. Yeah. Um, not saying, I guess, I guess not everything was bad, Yeah. but a lot of the things that happened 
surrounding the person that we're going to be talking about in this uh, episode were bad. Yeah. And I don't think that, at least to me, I don't think that I started catching on how bad and inappropriate it was until more towards the end of my time there. I didn't fully grasp how inappropriate and really not good it was, especially at a law firm. Yeah. And that's, that's why I, I, to me, it was like, like, I'm like, yeah, that it was so shocking when I was going through the presentation. I'm like, well, cause I'm like, when I, cause some people, they were, when they were, where they were presenting the, the scenarios, people were very quick to say, oh, that that is or isn't. And then there was, I think there was one that really stumbled me because I'm like, I feel like that's exactly the position that we've been in. So mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm like, but nobody else pointed it out or yeah. said anything. So I'm like. Yeah. It's, it's also how complex things yep. can be, really. Yep. And we didn't have any training. And I find at the more, the larger firms, and mind you, the firm that we're talking about was a small firm, yeah. all things considered. It's yeah. a small firm. Yeah. So I'm noticing, not just at big law firms, at larger firms than the very small firm that we yeah. were at, these people do trainings on things like this. And we should have had a training like this at the job that we're going to be talking about in this episode but we didn't yeah um and that could have been for a few different reasons but we didn't and uh i don't know that the training really would have helped because this person was running amok in there um yeah Yeah. so but tell us something what is something like what were the major takeaways that you learned from that harassment um presentation that you think could relate to or touch on some of the things that we experienced in that job with this person basically i think one of the biggest ones that it it seems so obvious (laughs) but it's like honestly if something doesn't feel right Mm -hmm. just Mm. say something Mm. even if that means talking to somebody else Mm -hmm. that you can find a little bit of trust and and i that sucks sometimes when you don't have that and we were very lucky to have like i had you yeah and luckily (laughs) even like noemi being there was really nice shout Um, out noemi yeah and so it i think it that one was a big one because a lot of the scenarios that were were presented to us it it also had to do with like kind of getting stuff secondhand like Mm -hmm. we were watching they made us watch a scene from this like movie um, and it was like this girl that was concerned from someone else in the, um, that's what it was. And she was, con- it was, it's, I think it's called the waitress, I think, or, okay. or the interview, the interview, I think it was, I don't know if you mm-hmm. know, you know, I guess, um, <laughs> I don't remember, but, um, she was complaining to HR that she was scared that like for this younger, mm-hmm. like, um, woman that was coming in and he basically was like, are you jealous? Mm. and then he started kind of comparing them Mm. and and basically she it made it seem like she was like saying something because she was jealous and i'm like oh my god i'm getting triggered exactly i'm getting triggered one of the things that was brought up that was very important was um in in the scene of the interview um it was the guy started insinuating that the girl that was complaining or that was concerned about a co-worker that she was instead jealous um of the other co-worker instead of oh she's like actually concerned because he he and then it just ended up really weird but it it, 
it's that was like what I got that mm-hmm. I saw was like very similar to some of the things that have happened mm-hmm. um, that I've seen, and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's not good, and I didn't. And know did they the talk about how? And I mean, I know this, and I'm sure you do know this, but I wonder, did they talk about how harassment or uh, sexual harassment? that it doesn't necessarily have to be something that happens physically. Yeah. Or it doesn't even, or did they talk about how it doesn't have to be something said directly to you in an obvious way? Yeah, they, they, they mentioned how it basically, a lot of it, okay, so for example, for lawsuits, one of the things that it said, it has to be subjectively and objectively like, disturbing like mm-hmm. like offensive to somebody okay for it to be then to kind of for you to file a lawsuit mm-hmm. on like harassment or sexual harassment right but it, it part of that like i said it's an and so subjectively it has to be offensive to that person mm-hmm. so even if maybe objectively it's not offensive yet mm-hmm. um it's it's about how even at the beginning it starts off because you feel like it's offensive to you because it, it mm-hmm. it's targeted towards you mm-hmm. um and it doesn't have to make sense to anybody around you if mm-hmm. it's to you and so it's like if you feel like something's wrong like just go with it yeah. i think um and just so it has either to whether be... you write it down tell somebody yeah. i think that's very important so it has to be subjectively and objectively yeah, like, okay. in order for, I think it was, like, in order for, like, the loss, like, okay. to prove that it was harassment, it has to be objectively and subjectively okay. um, of- offensive to somebody within reason, basically. Okay. We are going to, like I, like we said, we're going to be discussing a situation. We're going to be discussing situations at this law firm a lot, probably, throughout our time on this podcast because mm. we experienced a lot at yeah. this law firm we will not be saying the name of the law firm we're not famous yet <laughs> <laughs> but we don't want to name them because i don't want to deal with their nonsense um in the event that they do come across this but so for reference here are the characters the owner the owner barbara barb perpetrator manager his name is Peter or Pete. Mm. The two co-workers involved in this story are Meg and Heather. I am there to witness this story, um, but Peter was not talking to me. He was talking to Heather and Meg. Okay? Are we good? Yes. All right. So, <clears throat> this was, I wonder, okay, so you came to the firm when... June. June? Yeah. Okay, like so June. this must have happened in May when I was really actually new, which is, like I said, and we both said, mm-hmm. the firm that we were at previously was also toxic, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about that at another time. I'm positive, actually. Um, but we came from a not-so-great firm, not-so-great environment, and we came to this new firm. I came first, and I was really excited. I was excited to be around other people um, <laughs> because at the previous firm, I was only around Sophia and a legal assistant. So I didn't really have any camaraderie or anything It was very like quiet in there. Very quiet, very just not it so i was excited and i was meeting these people and i i was having fun learning as a baby attorney and making friends and you know seeing people that do the same thing that i do and side note uh these are people who are really good at what they do yes yes. that's one thing that's why it was so fun to work there because 
it was people who like are genuinely like good at what they do mm-hmm. and they're passionate I think more about what they what they do so it, it's it's a great combination like yeah. in terms of like seeing them work it was as, yeah. to, to learn from them was pretty cool and that's why a lot of the um work horror stories at least for me kind of suck that they happened here because this place could have been something great oh yeah it could have been something because great it's so many good memories attached to yeah. in terms of like yeah the memories we made together but i mean when you have such a harassment issue particularly yeah. a so- sexual harassment issue how can i mean come on that's why it was so hard to to make that choice of leaving that place. It was it was a hard decision. Because I think if it if it if I didn't have if I wouldn't have liked it as much as I did, mm-hmm. I probably Ooh. would have considered leaving yep. a lot sooner. Yep, yep, yep. But I remember because we, we yeah. would have conversations yep. months before this happened yes. and one of the hard like the thing that we talked about is like I love working here. Yeah. In terms of I right. love the work we did. And we we're definitely we should delve into that yeah. like the leaving part too because yeah. I think that's a really good story. Yeah. yeah. So but anyways back to the story. Okay, back to this story. So you're new here. So I'm new. I'm enjoying it. I, I love the vibe. I love the people. It's mm-hmm. fun. I'm learning. I'm excited. I'm happy to finally be past the bar that I took three times. Another story coming up on another episode. Mm-hmm. But so um so my desk was at a cubicle, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know, maybe lawyers have an issue with that. That will also be another story about this cubicle desk. Me, personally, I don't care where I sit, but <laughs> put a pin in that because that's going to be an episode. Still yeah. surrounding this manager named Pete. It becomes an issue later on. It becomes an issue later on, another story. Okay, so I sit at a cubicle, and I sit next to Heather. We're going to insert a a diagram right here. Okay, let's insert a diagram. Mm -hmm. Me. I sit at a desk. As you can see, she's next to Heather. And I'm next to Heather. Mm -hmm. Okay, Meg, she sits at the front of the office. So she doesn't sit next to us, but she sits in the front. Mm -hmm. But... Um, Meg often comes and talks to us or comes through, brings whatever, you know, the office, people have free range of the office. So people walk around and talk, obviously like any other office, Mm. a law firm is no different. People talk, people are social, whatever. So, um, at this point I'm sitting at the desk and I'm not really paying attention at first. Oh, (laughs) and also for reference, Peter sits in the office right behind, our cubicle desk so he sits behind heather and i it's very close very close his door is always open there's not a lot of like i wish i could show y'all a picture of this office but the halls are this close in the reference picture you'll see yeah it's very close it's very close there's there's yeah there's (laughs) no room so we see and hear everything so um his door would always be open but i was new and i was just kind of minding my business and i was pretending to work because I was brand new and you don't really get a lot of stuff to do when you're new. The very beginning. The very beginning. Um, So I'm sitting there minding my own business and then Meg and Heather are talking to Peter, which is normal because you'll hear in other stories that Peter talked a lot more than he worked. And he also talked a lot to us because he found it more enjoyable to mess with us instead of working Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um so he was talking to heather and meg 
and eventually they kind of migrated more closely behind my desk mm. because there's an office behind my desk that was empty. So they're migrating towards that way and I'm starting to hear what they're saying and I just hear them laughing because people would always laugh at Peter. Yeah. People would always laugh at Peter. But this was kind of the environment that we came into. Yes, by we the came way. into this a very was, jovial I, I don't, yeah, place. So. It was a family environment. Yeah. I know how listen, when people say it's a family environment, you know it's about to get toxic. Yeah. It's about to get toxic. I mean, I think it like no just for, for reference because I think it's very important to establish this for later on. Mm-hmm. Um everybody was pretty okay with kind of teasing each other yes like that was the environment that it's like from the very beginning that's what i got yes so uh, like it it was very easy to just go with it because everybody was doing it so we just i mean normally i remember because we even talked about it Mm -hmm. but we'll talk about that later okay okay so okay so they get migrate closer towards my desk and they're talking ha 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 laughing at peter they always laugh at peter um (laughs) and then all of a sudden, I hear him say, to, <laughs> I feel like you know the story. I hear him say to Heather and Meg, I don't know how it came up. I don't know what the conversation was before, but it doesn't matter because there's no way that what he said was like appropriate at all. <laughs> but Peter said to them, it's every, it's, it's every girl's dream to have two guys at one time. I forgot about because I was like I knew it was gonna be inappropriate, but I forgot what it was. Yeah. Oh so I, I wanna I, I want to let this marinate right quick. Okay, let me lay this down. Peter, he's a fifty plus year old man. Okay. He's a, he's a grandfather. He's literally quite literally a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, and no shade to grandparents. Like y'all still cool and kicking, but I want to lay the foundation for yeah. you. Peter is a fifty plus something year old grandfather. Mm-hmm. And Heather and Meg Mm -hmm. are both under 25. Yeah. Both under 25. So... I think, just for a note, all of the the staff that was an attorney, Mm -hmm. I think the other person, she was the oldest of us, was like 28, maybe now, I think. So... They were pretty young in comparison. Like, right. um, the the legal assistants that were there, paralegals, they didn't have kids. They were mm-hmm. pretty young, very young, so very just young. Just for just so you they guys were, can kind of have an yes. idea of the dynamics. Yes, and they still oh, are. And Peter is the only male identifying um, like like person in the office. Everybody else that works there is um, identifying as a female. So just. Just also because that's a very important later on moving and yeah. hopefully I mean because we'll it's remember, like but. it's like I wish we could cut that um, detail out but we honestly cannot yeah. in these stories yeah. because it shows just why it was even more blaringly ridiculous because it doesn't matter if this happened in a, a all male firm I don't care mm-hmm. but think about the fact that this was the only man in the office yeah an office full of women and all of the more mature older more experienced women would not be in the office yes also really ever yeah i mean one of them would come in and stay for a couple of hours and then she would leave yeah. so really the oldest person in the office would be me 
Yeah, and for, for a lot the, of those days, yeah. Yeah, the oldest person in the office w- would be me, and I was 28 at the time. Yeah. I'm 30 now, but I was 28 That's at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was 28, yeah. and I'm the oldest person, and not to say, like, oh, like, you're a child. I'm not a child, but I'm just telling you there was yeah. no one there to really watch watch yeah. him and someone that had more experience to be like, Hey, what are you and doing? And this is the first time that we both were in situations where there wasn't just one attorney alone. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, there was multiple attorneys, yeah. um, like associate attorneys. And, um, I, I think it also that I'm glad that you mentioned that is that was physically there because there was one attorney that was there almost daily that was senior, but she, I mean, was busy with court mm-hmm. as you know, people mm-hmm. are. But most of the other attorneys weren't really there, mm-hmm. like, presently in person. Mm-hmm. So um, that's very important in terms of, like, because Peter was always there physically. Yes. always. Um, and one of, like, the, like, really, he was always there for the yes. most part. and it, it was, I mean, and obviously it, the only a huge other power people struggle. that were there outside of Peter was the staff because we were, yes. we were required to be there. Yes, young 20-something-year-olds and me, 28, late 20-something-year-old. So I want to make that clear, okay? He's the only man in the office. He's talking to two 20, less than 25-year-olds, less than that. Mm -hmm. And I'm right there, and I just start to pay attention right at that moment. (laughs) A bunch of of laughing, and then he says, it's every girl's it's every girl's dream to have two guys at the same time. Now, okay, <laughs> say you're—I don't know—say you're at a house party or or Hanging with your, with your friends. friends or whatever. That still may not be an appropriate conversation, depending on your comfort level. But yeah. imagine that in contrast to at your workplace—not only at any workplace, at a law firm. Yeah. Not saying that. Oh my God, law firms are so much above, but honestly, we should be held to a higher standard Mm -hmm. because of what we do, oaths we take, things we deal with, the seriousness of our field. We should be set apart, and that's just facts. So the fact that something like this happened in a law firm where there was only young women present in the office most days anyway, but on this day in particular, and this man, Peter, who was the manager yeah so and it I, wasn't a one-time thing too, no but, but it was, it, no yeah so and like, this is this is a very mild this is a very <laughs> mild situation peter would not so much towards the beginning but towards the end he would push this notion of professionalism yeah. and keeping things professional between each other yeah. and not kicking and not doing this and that. Everything needs to be strict and professional. Yeah. When I had been there almost a year and none of it was professional. Yeah. Nobody acted professional towards one another. It was a family. Yeah. Okay. So yes, it was jovial. We were familial with each other. It was mm-hmm. fun. It made work enjoyable, but there were a lot of boundaries crossed. Yeah. And they never found that happy medium. So I think what she's trying, I think what you're trying to say yeah. is that he pushed this professionalism nonsense mm-hmm. on us so hard, but he then yeah. was the same person. Not, not, not in general, but in this particular story, he was the same person that told Heather and Meg 
Oh, you know, it's every girl's dream to have two guys at once. In what world is that appropriate in a workplace? And what world is that appropriate in a law firm? And what world is it appropriate for a man to say that to a woman? What world is it okay for a man manager to then say it to his quote unquote subordinates who are less than 25 year olds and he's a 50 plus year old grandfather? Mm -hmm. In what scenario of that? How in that scenario? is that okay yeah because it's also just a funny dichotomy of like Mm -hmm. at the very beginning this was who he is like yep like that was the first but at the time like i said because we went into this is the environment and i think part of it is because what happened and and how i I mean the more i think about it i'm not as resentful because i'm Mm -hmm. far removed from it yeah we've had time yeah it's been been almost a year for me yeah no it's it's been a year it's about to be a actually yeah Yeah, you passed a year yeah yeah that's true we've been gone a year Wow, congrats to us. Cheers. <laughs> you guys also take a shot. <laughs> yeah, take no, a shot. But also because it's like, um, I think, like, this is how I kind of have analyzed it. A little, where I am in analyzing it is that when we came in, there was no boundaries. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, because there was no boundaries... And I think part of it also, and that's why I'm like, I fault myself because I also never did anything to establish those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And by the time that it got too far, when we tried to establish mm-hmm. those boundaries, instead, instead he... of them also, or like, it could have been a thing where mm-hmm. we equally could have owned up to, hey, we both, and I think I was, I want to say, maybe it's because I'm being also biased with myself, but I'm like, yeah, I really, I think you're I saying too to much be, about yourself because I don't think you did anything I was, wrong. I think I and I was to about to say, I was about to say, I don't fault myself at all because honestly, I'm trying to think. I don't think I was unprofessional up there at all. I think that I, think I was were, yeah. just nice and that I talked to people and that I laughed at people, mm-hmm. um, even if it was uncomfortable. But I don't think I ever was just I calling was people not, names. I don't. I don't think I was ever inappropriate with anybody. Never crossed there. some of the same lines that they crossed. No. But I think w- what happened was instead of them, especially him, mm-hmm. he got on the defensive. I think and. And instead of being like, yes, like mistakes were made on both sides, he came down on us hard and almost like gaslighting into making it mm-hmm. sem- seem like because he brought up some stuff that for, for me specifically, mm-hmm. he was like, well, at the very beginning, this was how you were and you'd never established like all this and all that. And then he it's like very. But busy. why? But why is it your responsibility as someone who yeah. is younger less experienced than he is apparently because he was all so knowing and so great at everything why is it on you to establish those boundaries if he's the manager he should have been the one to set the tone in the office he's the office manager so he should have been managing the office managing the people he was terrible at managing people so it's not mm-hmm. your fault that you didn't have some imaginary boundaries and first of all well you know i'm biased towards sophia and <laughs> that's just how it is and i don't care okay that's how it is and i don't care it's not changing but i don't think that you were out of line because the things that you did do that will be other stories mm-hmm. the things that you did do or say in my opinion were not out of line you were standing up for yourself 
that in a way that I had never seen you stand up for yourself. <laughs> I, that's true. I did you do that. were in the things that you said in retaliation or did in retaliation was you fighting back for yourself. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think, I think it was part of, because that's the environment they allowed. Yes. So, cause I remember one of the things that, um, I had a conversation with you about early, early on when we first started working there was because at the very beginning, I remember we were both finding it hard to talk back to him the way that everybody else mm. did. And I remember because yes. we went to brunch, us two alone. Yeah. And I remember saying, I can't believe they talked to him that way. And I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't feel right for me. Yeah. But then because everybody did it so often i mean i remember my literal first day there the whole thing with larry <laughs> and peter and i remember it was like well that i mean i mean at yeah. that point i was just like you know what i'm better off than where i was right and and to me it was just like i'm here with my friend and this is great and, and notice how we said notice how we said that we were better off here than we were before yeah so i mean i think sophia has a lot more stories and a lot more perspective on that place than i do because i wasn't there for as long but mm. even when i was there it was out of control but anyways <laughs> back to this story so i want i wanted to make it clear that the situation was totally inappropriate and mm -hmm. when i heard this i remember looking back like what <laughs> and then i remember seeing uh meg she like started like she like scurried into the back the office behind me mm -hmm. and like trying to like laugh and play it off because she was so embarrassed i don't yeah. think i don't i don't I don't think that she was laughing because she thought it was legitimately funny. I think she was laughing yeah. because she was just like, you know, you laugh in, a, in an uncomfortable position yeah. or or in an awkward position. Yeah. That's what I felt like it was. And she is like she was blushing. But instead of just blushing, she like scurried off in there and started laughing. Yeah. And then Heather was also just laughing and when i in retrospect now thinking about it i don't think that they were laughing because they thought it was funny i think they were laughing because they were uncomfortable yeah and i remember being like what i remember just being like what are you saying <laughs> and i remember him trying to justify it in some way but i honestly cannot remember how he did yeah but i just remember being like are you serious he, he right would now do that a lot where it's like he would say something oh, that was he was a master gaslighter inappropriate and he would immediately backpedal yes. and then like try to gaslight mm -hmm. you and a lot of the times the reason why i think there was a lot of conflict when it was me and you yep. it was because if you didn't catch it i caught it mm -hmm. and vice versa mm -hmm. so the other one would low-key be like wait a minute and mm -hmm. so because we're so in tune that mm -hmm. it was like automatically i was like okay if she's thinking something's wrong I'm also analyzing mm -hmm. in that way and I think it worked and that's why and then Noemi coming in mm -hmm. and also Shout being yeah being that person that's like that's not mm -hmm. I just remember Noemi being like eventually kind of also like joining us whenever mm -hmm. because she was there more often and so then then that's why I think there was a lot of more pushback with us because we were so quick to kind of not take it mm -hmm. or to doubt what he was saying mm -hmm. or like I, or maybe I think it was because it was both of us mm -hmm. together and, and also because even Heather and Meg made that point to say because we had each other it mm -hmm. works different and yes. the dynamic was different yes. between because yes. they they never really saw a lot of the bad as quickly as we did yep because they weren't as together like yep. as we are yep. yep but that makes sense and also 
talking about the whole laughing thing, one of the things that we talked about in the sexual harassment seminar was like, um, that one of the scenarios, they, they actually made it a point like, oh, when she laughed it off. Mm -hmm. But then they, afterwards, we were talking, we're like, well, you don't know that she was laughing because she was uncomfortable. And then mm -hmm. everybody, and it was interesting, too, because a lot of people in the room were also like, yeah, like, that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's actually mm -hmm. a legitimate response. Because mm -hmm. especially, I think, we forget that women also, like, I mean, it's not equal in it's a workplace. Like, yep. So but even then, we have go, to... Yeah, it goes back to, like, um, I mean, not to quote, like, I'm just... I'm just saying this because it just what popped in my head. Yeah. But uh, some Mormon leader, I forgot who it was. He was like a fundamentalist, mm -hmm. and like they had like a documentary and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I believe the documentary is also called this. But they had a saying where it was "keep sweet." Yes. Yes, I know. Keep you're sweet. About, yeah. So it's like, and I think that goes for a lot of us. Yeah. I know for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'm still just great at not doing this anymore but a lot of times i feel like women girls they will try and laugh things off yeah. to make it not look so serious so they don't look like they're crazy or they're trying to make a problem out of nothing or um or maybe that's the only reaction that they can come to because they're scared or yeah. or they're not comfortable speaking up for themselves i mean it goes back to um, so let me laugh it off so yeah so either he can stop or let me laugh it off to so i can maybe trick yeah. myself that it's not this well, big deal. the first things that we started off in that seminar was like so first let's look at the stats and it's like women face more sexual harassment in the workplace which is mm -hmm. not um, surprising, I think, to us, especially if you live in the United States, mm -hmm. um, how that works. So it's like we, as women, I think that's, that's why it's so interesting, especially because it gets even more disturbing how bad it gets like the whenever you're a woman and then on top of that being a black woman mm -hmm. how much more difficult mm -hmm. it is to navigate the world, especially in these careers that are I feel like are seen as more elite mm -hmm. of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it is a whole different world. Yeah. And you have to be careful because it's like, and you know, one of the things before we left that comes, that always haunts, like comes back. That's the one thing that I think mm -hmm. about a lot is this community is very small and the mm. legal community. It, I mean, you think mm. there's a lot of lawyers right there, but trust me that wherever you live locally, they all know about each other mm -hmm. to an extent mm -hmm. like it's a it is a small community mm -hmm. but um in in that sense too it's like there's like it's and that's why it's so like a like a difficult yeah to talk, but it makes it yep. to where like this is why we want to talk about it because mm -hmm. it's like what are those things that we face yeah. as women mm -hmm. in the workplace mm -hmm. um and that this is one of them and, yeah. and this is interesting it's like i feel like it'd be an interesting case study because it's like, it's almost like one man, one male was there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and how much kind of like, yeah. how much things can, can Go be affected. Wrong. Yeah. By just and that. This, and, and I don't think like, it didn't have to be that way. No. It wasn't because no. he was a man. It's because no. he was a butthole. Yeah. And it wasn't because he's a man. He A man could have easily functioned in that place with, yeah. with women. But it was, I guess, the type of man that he was. Yes, the type of man. A little bit man, too close to Andrew Tate. He, he, yeah. Oh, yes. Andrew Tate vibes. Yeah, Andrew sure. Tate vibes. But he was just, he was out of control. And... I don't know if this story is... That's a good... He was out of control because yes. he, he was on a power trip for sure. He was on a power trip. And I, and, and I don't know if this story hits 
um, you know, the listeners as hard. Um, but take into consideration that this is my within my first week or two of being on this job. And also, mm-hmm. this is one of, if not the most mildest of the <laughs> stories that we both have of this workplace oh, dealing yeah. with Peter. Yeah. And like kind of what you were talking about on the power trip thing. I know we talked about the owner of the firm. We're calling her Barbara, mm-hmm. Barb, what's up? Um, so Barbara and, and how you just said like out of control. Exactly. He was out of control. The, the owner of the firm, Barbara, had no control over Peter. Oh, yeah, no control. She didn't try to control Peter. She let him run her law firm, not just any old business, a law firm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's even crazier that this happened at a law firm because, hello, law, yeah. the laws. The labor laws. Labor laws, <laughs> sexual harassment laws. And I think... I think to an extent, I don't think they realized how generous we were. Also, mm-hmm. okay. Because if I would have, if I or any any of us, any of us, I think we all have stories where we could have turned this person in. Oh, yeah. And towards the end, I mean, these this will go into other stories when we talk more towards the end of our experiences there. But mm-hmm. um, towards the end, I know I, and I, I think maybe you other people, I don't know, but I know for sure I had a conversation with Barbara. Yeah. Explained to her at least something that yes. happened that was inappropriate and out of line. And she did nothing. She did nothing. Um, and, and that just, that just, it's, it gives yeah. more like showing you more that Barbara, I don't know that it's fair to say that she didn't care. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she it's, just absolutely did not care about us at all, yeah. but she did not want to deal with her business. She wanted to be an attorney and she didn't want to deal with her business. And she actually quite literally said that to us. Yeah. And she let it's Peter run a muck in there. A person who is not a lawyer clearly has no idea about law firms the law managing people dealing with lawyers dealing with paralegals he has no experience in the legal world except he has run this business and he has run it into the ground and if and i think that they're still like you know still doing i guess whatever you would call well like they're still in business, they're yeah. still trying cases, body body blah, good for them. But you cannot have something like this, mm-hmm. a person like this in a firm acting like this and expected to be here forever. Yeah. It cannot, it will not. People that act like this, it will always come back to them. The people who are complacent or complicit, it will always come back to them. If you know and you're quiet and you have done nothing when you have been in a place of power and you are supposed to be running this firm and you are a woman and you are living leaving these 20 something year olds in this office even after yeah after we have told you the concerns the concerns i know that i I know that I brought it up to a couple of other attorneys there that he should not be left alone in this office with these girls. I said that. Yeah. I said that. I remember another thing actually that, oh man, the thing with Barbara for me was more, I was very disappointed Mm -hmm. with her Mm -hmm. because one of the things that 
I understood very early on was that she valued loyalty. Mm-hmm. But you cannot have loyalty. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot demand loyalty from people when those people come up to you and tell you, hey, I am concerned and I'm telling you this out of goodness. And, and especially and as a because, woman. Yeah. And, and also because I had conversations with the other attorney that mm-hmm. was managing mm-hmm. and, and I know that they talked and, and I remember telling her how hard for me it was to even consider leaving and quitting mm-hmm. because I'm like, I love working with like them, working mm-hmm. with them, mm-hmm. at, like the attorneys themselves. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And I mm-hmm. remember because we re- we stayed after work for a while and we yeah. talked about it yeah. and and I was so sad, like genuinely mm-hmm. sad. And I remember because that was the one time that I felt like something was going to change. And I felt mm-hmm. happy because it seemed like they cared. Yeah. And then that's why whenever I talked to... And that's why I made it a point to talk to Barbara afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I, I really... Because I, I hold no bad feelings towards them. Because I honestly hope that they keep... Because... Barbara is such a good attorney. I'm yes, like, Barbara I mean, is a great attorney. We need more people like her because, yeah. and even all the other attorneys that worked there, seriously, they were so yeah. good. Yeah. And that's why it was for me it was even harder because yeah. I was so disappointed because I'm like, you're 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 taking away the hope that mm-hmm. I had and I believe mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. and and I'm like and you expected loyalty mm-hmm. but you can't even stand behind right. the people that I felt like I really did care about that mm-hmm. firm and and honestly they can say whatever they want about me but one thing they cannot say is that I did not care I cared yep. so much yep. about the work that we did and it's crazy because like you just said like I was just thinking how you were like oh I cared about these people so much and the thing that popped right into my head was but they didn't care about me exactly because what I they remember, didn't care about I remember me how many times we talked about how we 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 really kind of wanted to impress uh, Barbara because because Barbara's I mean people knew her and I wanted to be like her I was like wow I could stay here forever I could get groomed to be like her literally if you can ask her fiance he would be like y'all act like she's untouchable because he was like he was like as the queen we were like she's the queen she does no wrong yeah and and Jiran my fiance listen he was onto something let's just he say was. That. he said he said y'all act like barbara is like an immortal being like she just yes like when i think of barbara she's like going into some crypt of water and just like recharging <laughs> yes. at night like she doesn't seem real yes. the way that y'all talk about her and that's because we held her in such high esteem yeah. and in and in that terms- was our fault to, to an extent, yeah, you shouldn't but, do that, and we can talk about that. Would be another good. Yeah. That would be another. But, good but it topic. goes to some like I, she was such a. She is to me still a role model. Yeah. Of like that's what an attorney. Yeah. Like a like I'm like oh my god like I love the fact that like when she's in court I'm like I love that she's representing mm-hmm. women. And I guess love that, that also goes into, um, you know, I guess two things can be true at once um and like how you were just saying like you know she's a great attorney i agree she is a great attorney Mm -hmm. she is one of the best at what she does Mm -hmm. but something in this i feel like maybe i don't know if i've said this out loud to anyone i don't know but it's like i looked up to her so much i was like i want to be her mm-hmm. and like just now when you're like oh i you know she's someone that i still look up to someone that blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. i don't look up to her you know why mm-hmm. because i 
could never and would never <laughs> want to be like anybody that I, I'm very protective of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very yes. protective of people, especially people that I feel are not at You've the, seen it. not, not at an, a level playing field. And there is no way I don't, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if people are like, Oh, well you're old enough. You're not, I don't care what anyone thinks or says when you're a certain age versus another certain age, you are not at the same playing field. I don't care. <laughs> there is no reason why I would never want to be like somebody who left these 20 something year old girls. Yeah. They're girl. I don't listen. I don't care. <laughs> I see said i said what i said these 20 something year old girls with this 50 something year old man and there would be nothing wrong with that normally but if you know that this man is wildly inappropriate out of control talking to people crazy treating people terribly and you continue to leave this person alone with these girls Mm -hmm. with nobody there was no other attorneys in there except me Mm -hmm. okay and he doesn't respect me at all yeah so there's no other other person to pull like an no and he even called me a glorified paralegal that will be a whole <sighs> y'all we got so many stories and you know what i, I also want to say which is i'm like oh my so many side notes i'm mm-hmm. sorry guys. i know sorry about but, all the side notes but um another important thing when criticize because now that you said that yes even more so because another red flag that we should have caught on early but like we Mm -hmm. said this was so good to us that we Mm -hmm. didn't see them Mm -hmm. um it's like a it's like a narcissistic relationship like yes you think they're so great to you and then you don't see all the red flags but i remember one of the running jokes was about this ex-paralegal that worked there <laughs> and that she was crazy because mm. she came up to him. I don't know. There was a lot of, it was rumors and quite honestly, I don't know. But, it, yeah. but I'm like, but listen, mm-hmm. let's just, I'm, all I want to say is if you hear rumors like that and, and they're saying them as a joke, there's some truth to that. I mean, the things yeah. don't just come up out of nowhere. Right. But, but I remember because we were like, and they made was, her seem a, like she was the crazy yes. one. And now, and I think, maybe even during some time when we were there but now i completely and totally believe well the thing like i think I, one of the things that she did was crazy but i think that they tried to paint her as if that, yeah she just was crazy and making things up in her head when it was not that way because i'm like i wonder how they talk about us if mm. you do oh, and yeah. i'm like i'm like we're because we already know people. that one attorney Oh, oh yeah never mind we know exactly how they're like so yes they and and that and that's why it's also it, it kind of like that relationship thing yeah mm-hmm. it's like how men will be like my exes were crazy but it's like then you date them and you're like you're yeah, not a great are, guy right but there there are there are people who yeah. legitimately are crazy there are people that legitimately but just are, question it whenever just question like it question it and question the people that are so willing to offer this kind of information to you yes. like maybe they are just bonding with you and telling you like we are right now right we're mm-hmm. telling you that this man is crazy we're telling you that this man was such a problem we're telling you that this man yeah. sexually harassed us in some way fashion or form he didn't touch us he didn't grab us he didn't text us he didn't do any of that Mm -hmm. but the fact that he said what he said to heather and meg about oh it's every girl's dream to have two guys at one time that is sexual harassment let's bring it back to the original point it's 
subjectively that's offensive like like offensive to hear you know what and i mean objectively and exactly so i mean that in itself i Lawsuit. think i mean honestly it would be like a one-time thing and probably if there was hr involved it would be like maybe a warning yeah. or something but so <laughs> by the like you know by the standards of yeah. what it would be it's like yeah. that's that can oh yeah, go. yeah. and, and, and also if you're wondering like and you'll hear other stories and you may be thinking to yourself why didn't you talk to someone else why didn't you try and we did try to talk to barbara and and but aside from that we had no hr person the hr person was peter he was the office manager and he was the unofficial hr person so who were we to run to who were we to talk to we had no Mm -hmm choice or at least at the time we didn't feel like we had a choice but ultimately we all left that position but also but i don't at least me at the time i don't think that i i felt like i had another choice yeah and to be fair i i think also we even if we didn't tell people till maybe towards the end of it all but we were vocal even before mm-hmm. that about the issues we were having. Mm-hmm. Like I, we had a, I had a lot of conversations with the lead paralegal. Which I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a, a specific role that's higher than other roles, mm-hmm. it means that you're gonna be the person that's gonna advocate for those people, right? Mm-hmm. To an extent, or you know, at least hear them out and take those into consideration a little bit more serious. But I, because I'm like. I try to see things now from a more critical view for myself as well because, like, in the time that it's happening, I, it's, like, I it's very easy to just be, like, me, I'm the victim, and, mm-hmm. and like, help me, I'm I'm the good guy or the bad. So I try, I'm, I'm trying to see it more from, like, okay, what could I have done? And I am being a little bit more nice to them just because they're not here to tell their story. So, mm-hmm. but even so, like, I, I really want to make I don't care about their story because they're dead wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I... I just no not just saying anything even, against even you even if i'm, I'm just putting saying it, for me. it lightly like that enough is still yeah it's still bad this story enough is bad enough yeah this story and enough this should be the on. only story and this is in the first couple of weeks of me being there and i was there for 11 months i'm not even there yet and sophia is not even there yet <laughs> sophia came the month after i got there this is just a very mild story but when you were talking about oh the sexual harassment yeah. um thing that the training that you went through at at your job yeah that's when i was like oh and then we kind of talked yeah. about it and was like oh this is a good story to talk yeah. about but i like back to the two-pronged test subjectively at i i mean i'm sure they felt uncomfortable we never yeah. they never blatantly told me they felt uncomfortable but i'm assuming that they felt uncomfortable but even if they didn't feel uncomfortable you i felt, felt uncomfortable, uncomfortable yeah. and that's subjective yeah. and then objectively i mean i mean you comment <laughs> com- comment down below if you comment think down below. like out of line i mean yeah. Honestly, I'm not saying if you if you agree with that, it's it, we didn't expect him to be fired or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. I think we let a lot of stuff slide because mm-hmm. we took a lot of stuff easily, like mm-hmm. as a joke. But also because it was like, you know what? At the end of the day, we've had it worse. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to yeah. change things up completely. And also, I didn't have um, very much work experience. Yeah, this was. This was I, like our normal. Yeah, to us. I I didn't know that this was not okay. Yeah, I did not know that 
work was not this way i just did not know and that may sound stupid but it's the truth so maybe if you're in this situation just know that set your boundaries now yes um and i would say document document everything document everything seriously document it doesn't hurt um Mm just in case i mean Mm -hmm. honestly unfortunately things happen and Mm -hmm. and we're lucky that we got out of there and we're out on the i i I guess like the greener side and we won yeah we won and you know what maybe there's a reason why we took so long to even Mm -hmm. start this podcast maybe i think if we would have started it like i told you i think uh like before we started the first episode i think that if we would have started this podcast when we originally wanted to a year ago i don't think that i would have been as open and as honest as i'm willing to be now about these work horror stories or even just how i feel about just like general things that we'll be talking about that are not law related or like how like last episode uh we talked about how i was making 25 dollars an hour as an attorney yeah i don't i i not i don't think i know that i would not have felt comfortable saying those things because i would have been embarrassed oh yeah but now i'm at a point where i'm more removed from it yeah and also i'm more confident than i was a year ago two years ago and i now know there's nothing to be ashamed of i went through those things for for a reason yeah and the reason could be this podcast the reason could be that i'm talking to one person that i don't want that one person to be like I'm the only attorney that out here that's getting paid $25 an yeah. hour. And I'm looking at all my friends and they're making all this money. Well, no girl or boy. No, you're not. I was, but that doesn't mean that you should stand for it. Yeah. Listen and take heed to what I went through and yeah. know that it happened to me and you should not take it. Yeah. And the same thing, like maybe you're in a toxic work environment, a toxic law firm environment. Yeah. And if you, if you know, you know, you know that law firm life can be toxic. Yeah. Okay. I'm not and saying all just trying to find what's better yeah you're trying to you're trying to find what fits you but also it's like if you like relate to a story like this or you think that oh well he was just joking or he she was just joking or oh it's not that big of a deal or they're not touching me they're not they're not texting me they're yeah. not sending it's me not things so outright. it's not so outright but if it may like you said if it makes you feel a certain way if something doesn't feel right it's it's most likely not right yeah it's most likely not right so you should talk to somebody unfortunately i find and i read about certain situations that when you're like oh i'm gonna go to someone for help i'm gonna go to hr i'm gonna mm-hmm. go to whoever's above them mm-hmm. and a lot of times you go to them and it makes it worse for you yes so unfortunately it's like yes i think you need to go to someone and 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 report it and talk to someone and hopefully yeah. those people will be supportive to you yeah. and i hope that it doesn't come back down to yeah. you and if it does sue yeah because that's one of the last thing that we went over was retaliation for you you know making these and it's um, retaliation that's gonna be an episode yeah and obviously it it differs from state to state you know Mm -hmm. but for the most part federally it's like yeah retaliation is no bueno so it's like if you um and and this is like like if you 
tell somebody your concerns because mm-hmm. I feel like it's not the same as like snitching because mm-hmm. it's like you're spending a lot of your time in this workplace so you should be able to feel comfortable mm-hmm. um, being there mm-hmm. but um, so it's like if you're expressing your concerns and they're not and they're retaliating against you like that's not okay mm-hmm. and also like yeah, get your bag. Go get your bag because mm. um, that's their fault for doing mm-hmm. that to you. You're, get your bag. You, there's a reason why don't you don't feel bad. Yeah. And, and that's something that I... Because also, at the end of the day, listen, HR is there for as a resource, but they don't really care about you, but use them wisely and mm-hmm. for what they are, at least, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, use them as a way of documenting things, you mm-hmm. know? But even so, like, keep stuff to your... Like, I think, obviously, for different situations, um, just be smart about, like kind of who you tell yeah. and when you decide to tell and mm-hmm. like I said keep track of things yeah keep track of things track and I wish things. I would have kept track of this yeah. I wish that I would have recognized how serious it was at the time yeah. I knew that I was uncomfortable I could tell that I mean most likely they were uncomfortable but again it felt like oh he's just playing yeah oh he's just joking and yeah, but and maybe maybe that person misspoke or maybe they didn't mean it like that. Yeah. But guess what? Even if all of that were true, even if all of that were true, it set the stage for boundaries to be crossed. Yes. There were no boundaries. And because he got away with that, he took a mile. Yeah. You gave him an inch. He took a mile. He yeah. took two miles. He took five. He took a hundred miles. My mom miles. says you give him a hand and they take your elbow. <laughs> yep. And they like he literally I I mean, I don't know that that's where it started, but this is an example of, oh, okay, I'm laughing it off. Oh, I'm going to let it go. Okay, keep letting stuff go, and then you're going to possibly end up in a situation that I did or you did. A lot of us found ourselves in towards the end of our employment there. Um, I think if if there were any culpability on my part, which I do, I at this point I'm like no I didn't do nothing (laughs) I didn't do nothing but if there were any culpability on my part it would have been that I did not say something but even then it's like I can't really blame myself because I don't think that I fully realized that it was wrong but the only thing that I would be culpable of is not saying something and then because I never set those boundaries it allowed him to overstep 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 disrespect me disrespect me and that's where I'm culpable because actually I'm culpable in letting anybody disrespect me period don't let nobody disrespect say, you. Another nobody. thing that um, you're not being difficult. You're not being a diva. Mm-hmm. You're not being. You're not you're acting not like you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking that you're better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. You deserve to be respected at the yeah. very least. That is. I, I think um, also like to wrap it up a little mm-hmm. bit, but also just to to home that that we thought this was okay because we also heard it from the people that were in charge Mm -hmm. it was uh whenever we did bring it up at the beginning was there like that's just how peter talks yes that's that's just oh that's just peter and so we were reassured Mm -hmm. that hey it it felt it almost was like hey you're you're overreacting over Mm -hmm. something that this is just him Mm -hmm. we've seen it all the time Mm -hmm. and so we i felt Mm -hmm like oh you know i am being a little dramatic and that's mm-hmm. that's where it starts and it mm-hmm. sucks because you know we went over bullying and one of the facts and i know this is not what they meant but it was like actually most of the bullying this is where things shift most of the bullying is like 80 percent, i think is done from women to women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like 
not to say that they were bullying us, but they definitely didn't. It sucked that we as women didn't get together to kind of be like, hey, he is a problem. Mm-hmm. And not because he was a man, but but unfortunately, it seemed to be that that mm-hmm. was one of the major things that, that completely changed in the way that he... I mean, also, he saw us just as numbers, which makes sense because mm-hmm. he was a, a, just a business person. But unfortunately, that also impacted the way that environment um, was was... I don't know, got even more tense, and it just, mm-hmm. I, you know, it just it definitely, especially what, what, what was just going on at the end, it's like, mm-hmm. you don't care, I try to make my concerns, I try mm-hmm. to be nice, mm-hmm. and, and I really, and like, I, and like, one of the conversations, you know what, we have to end there, because that's going to start another conversation about Barbara, yeah. but I, and that's about my leaving, and yeah, I don't want to that. Yeah, that, that, that should be a good story, That was a whole leaving. thing. Yeah, for in sure. Because th- that just made me angry also mm-hmm. thinking about that, because mm-hmm. she said something to me that was like, so you know that my concerns were more important, and yet you you didn't mm-hmm. care, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know that today was going to be a work horror story. Yeah. But... That was the work horror story of Peter wildly inappropriately telling some 20-something-year-old support staff in a law firm <laughs> that it's every girl's dream to have two guys at one time. What? Day one. Day one. Work horror story number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ties back into what Sophia was going through training at her job about harassment and what the things the two-pronged test is is it subjective and objective and then you can sue yeah so did you learn something the more you I know the more you know sue them sue them speak up don't let people yeah. disrespect you and if i hope you learned but even if you didn't learn and you just you know were happy to listen to something or snack on some popcorn or maybe you laughed at our pain i don't know mm-hmm. but or maybe you are peter and you're like hating on us yeah if you're peter hi <laughs> hi yes i'm talking about you peter what are you gonna do about it he probably he probably doesn't even know it's like yeah. he's so whatever yeah but one day one day the community is small community the community, the community is small is peter so small peter yeah peter don't you just love that for mm-hmm. us it's so tiny it's so tiny <laughs> And cut. <laughs>